Because you're only given a little spark of madness. And here at the Film Spark Podcast, we aim to keep that spark alive. Hi, I'm Ebony, the host of the Film Spark Podcast, and here is where you can find anything and everything movies. So grab your popcorn and join us on this journey that is the Film Spark Podcast. Give us a shot. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, and more. Or follow the socials at film underscore spark underscore pod. You know what? Just follow us on everything. Check out the link tree. Linktr.ee forward slash film spark pod. Find us, follow us, give us a shout. We always want to hear from you. Hi, this is Dustin. Just a little reminder that this show is for adults. In fact, this episode in particular is a casual conversation amongst adults, so I wouldn't let the little ones listen in on this one. You never know what we might say. If you're from a country that prohibits explicit language, please listen at your discretion. Otherwise, I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Today's episode is about social media, something you should be very familiar with. How do you react to others online? Do you repost? Do you like? Do you comment? Do you share? If you don't, beware. JK. Welcome everyone to Dustin Can Read and Watch. Yay! 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 <laughs> if you missed the last episode, I decided to switch it up and do more panel discussions. And in today's discussion, we're going to talk about social media etiquette. Um, I have some fantastic guests on for that, and that includes the host of Pedals of Support podcast, Mama D. Woohoo! Yay! And yeah, and the co-host of Nefarious Nightmares podcast. A very, very tired Courtney. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to um, have you two go around and um, and just tell what you, you know, tell about yourselves and you know your podcasts and whatnot. And we can start with Mama D. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm Mama D. I am the host of Petals of Support, which is a usually twice a week podcast and I talk about all sorts of advice stories. I haven't had guests on for a little bit. I hope to have that soon, but life's a little busy right now. But I cover all sorts of topics and try to just provide the advice to everyone else, the advice that I kind of give my kids or my family or my friends. So we kind of, I pretend that we're having coffee together and I'm just sharing some advice. Oh, that sounds lovely. We love Mama D. She's a true gem. She is. She tries. She has her moments. I love how we're talking about her like she's not here. (laughs) It's all positive stuff. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. (laughs) Don't tell Mama. Don't tell Mama D. But I just love her. 
So <laughs> turning red. <laughs> so much love. Courtney, why don't you tell us about your show and your, you know, and what you got going on? Well, um, I'm Courtney. Um, that's me. I have a, a true crime podcast called A Nefarious Nightmare. Um, we like to focus more on like the advocacy side and focusing on the victims and survivors because nine times out of 10, they don't get to tell their story. So we want to offer our platform to them to tell their story and raise awareness and get justice. That's what we do. So what are the uh, primary like subjects of the the survivors? uh, Like what are they surviving? Well, usually there's some kind of sexual assault element. Um, Sometimes, and it's pretty rare nowadays, but every now and then we will cover more well-known cases if it's relevant to our niche, niche, whatever you'd like to call it. (laughs) Um, For example, um, there is a slightly well-known case of the the toolbox killers. Um, That was a case that we had tried to avoid doing after we did it the first time because it's pretty gruesome. But we felt like it was something important to bring to light because there are people that don't know about it. And, you know, this actually all occurred before social media became a thing, which is actually really scary. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we typically will go with the sexual assault or sex crime element. But every now and then we'll cover something that has to do with the murder, um, cold cases, um, lesser known crimes against those who are especially vulnerable, like people of color, the LGBTQ plus community, sex workers, et cetera. Those that are often overlooked by society. Marginalized groups, basically. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> not on my behalf, but on theirs. Um, yeah. So we like to talk about, obviously my show is about, called Dustin can read and watch. And I often read books. I haven't read really much this year so far, but uh, I do watch a lot of TV. So that's why the watch is added in. (laughs) So I wanted to ask what you're reading and what you're watching. Courtney, you go first. Oh, okay. Well, actually, (laughs) that's really funny. Um, I was thinking about this earlier because, you know, doing social anything is nerve wracking. So I was like, hmm, what am I going to say? And um, I actually just finished a book by Georgia Hardstark and um, Karen Kilgariff, if you are familiar, or if you're not familiar, they are the two podcasts of that show, My Favorite Murder. And I'd been really, what is the word, hesitant to like consume any of their content, frankly, because I didn't really know much about it. That wasn't one of my first podcasts, but it was many others. And I'd heard some things, but I listened to that whole entire audiobook today. Um, I have to listen to audiobooks because it's hard to see out of one eye. Um, so my my ears read them. Um, that works. Okay, that works. <laughs> so I, I read that and it was actually a very, it was a lot more positive than I expected it to be. So I strongly recommend that everybody gets that book. It's called... Um, stay sexy and don't get murdered. Um, That's good advice. Yeah. And um, what I'm watching, obviously we were just talking about this is uh, yellow jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, I haven't watched any of yellow jackets. I've never seen it. I've just, you know, uh, some people have warned me against it because it has some maybe triggering things. Maybe I wouldn't like 
you know, and mm-hmm. um, I don't like to see like assault. I don't like to see, you know, yeah, mainly assault. Really, that's really I don't I don't like to see it. Like I couldn't I couldn't watch what's love got to do with it. Like, right. I started trying to watch that movie, and the second like you know, uh, he came after her. I was like, nope, nope. I turned it off. I was like, I can't do it. I cannot do. It. It got me up pacing. Yeah. covering my head like I did it made me so uncomfortable I did not like it so well I have to admit that one of the biggest reasons why I started watching Yellow Jackets is because teenage me has always wanted to see Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis in the same show or same <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. like so a fan it, casting for you yeah yeah it was a nostalgia thing I was like oh my goodness I wish I were 14 watching <laughs> this but yay <laughs> so Mama D, what are you reading or watching or both? Well, I'm actually not reading anything. Um, I get okay. moods, you know, and when I get in a mood, I can just read, read, read. And I had my one of my resolutions. I don't usually do big resolutions, but very small ones. And one was to read a book this year. And I thought, well, you read one and then you can, you know, now I have another. I'm going to read the second, you know, another book. Yeah, I mm-hmm. haven't really done that yet. And I guess it's not that. There aren't books that I want to read. I just don't. I think when I have downtime, it's TV or it's playing silly little games on my phone or it's something that I don't want to read. So I don't know. Maybe I'll get back in the mood. But Mm -hmm. I am watching um, my oldest and I, because he's home, I'm making him watch Glee. So we Ah. just finished the second season of Glee and we're taking a Glee break because sometimes that can be a lot of Glee. So we are watching a show on the Skinwalker Ranch for no apparent reason. So, you know, we go from one extreme to the other. So we're watching this together. But on my own, I am watching Ginny and Georgia, which is um, on Netflix. And I had watched the first season when it first came out. So a couple of years ago, and it, it was good. And I don't know why when the second season came out, I think it was January. I just didn't. I must have been doing things. Didn't watch it. So I watched the first season again and now I'm watching the second season and it is so far very well done. I don't like the topics they're covering, but I think at least so far they're covering them well. And I appreciate when they cover them well. Yeah, there's the comedy. There's all sides of it, but they're tough topics. And if you can approach them in a, in a good way that can help educate, I'm all for it. Well, entertain the hell out of you. You know, I like when you get both of it. So, so far it's been quite good. We'll see. We'll see what they do with it. Yeah. And I understand all about like, you You even said like for the show you liked, you couldn't even, maybe you just couldn't bring yourself to watch it at the time. You know what I mean? Like, you just, yeah. maybe it, it, whether stuff was going on or not, sometimes it's like you can still make time for something like that. You know what I mean? But, yeah. um, but sometimes like, even if you like something, I like. Let's say Lock and Key. I love Lock and Key. On you Netflix, know, that's right? something I watched with both of my boys. That was a very good show. It was not it's, what I and expected. It was good, either. but it was intense too. At the same yes, time, they had some intense yes. moments to it. Mm-hmm. And it because of that intensity, yes. I had to like like when the second season came out. I, I I took like six months before I could watch it. Before I could yes. like build myself up to watch it, I was like, I don't want to be too intense. Like, I just wasn't dealing well with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so like, it, it's been really hard for me to watch any horror or thrillers or anything like that lately, mm-hmm. um, you know, unless I'm like really familiar with them somehow, but I have to be in the mood. Know, it's just, yeah, there's definitely, cause my youngest, he is really, he likes horror movies and I sit back and I think, you know, what kind of 
I have obviously dropped the ball with him sometimes because we were going to watch something and I'm, he said, well, we could watch The Ring. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's old. We could watch. And he's like, well, I already saw it. I saw it a couple years ago. And I'm like, dude, you're 16. What do you mean you saw it a couple? Where was I when you were watching The Ring? And so I think maybe <laughs> I let him run a little free. I trusted him a little more than I should have because he had a whole list. He's like, yeah, I watched Poltergeist and I watched it. I'm like, when? It's like a few years ago. I'm like, oh, crap. You know, I really, well, I mean, that's about the you, time that I saw some of those movies too. I mean, it, around that age, it probably was for me as well. But I think when you look at it's your kid, you're like, but it didn't bother him. I mean, you know, if he was 12 watching it, okay. But I really wish I would have known that, that, yeah. that he was watching it, but that's on me for, I guess I gave him a little more trust than I probably should have. So, you know, but <laughs> yeah, it's like my, my, um, my cousin's daughter. Uh, I call her my niece, but she's my cousin's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like eight or seven, seven or eight last summer when stranger things four came out mm-hmm. and she binged all the stranger things mm-hmm. and strength and nothing scared her at all. Like for me at that age, I would have been nope, nope, too much. Yeah. Oh, the, the creatures and the monsters. It'd have been mm-hmm. too much for me to deal with, but uh, yeah, she's I like taking like a champ. Here. That, What'd um, you say, Courtney? I said, meanwhile, y'all have Courtney here that uh, watched Pet Cemetery at six. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, that's the thing. Like, I could watch yeah. like like I wouldn't be able to watch Stranger Things, but I watched it. You know, and that was like yeah. at age ten. You know, and yeah. like the the original it, the Tim Curry one, which was still yes. pretty freaky for a TV movie. So it was. Yeah. And I think back, oh. you know, I was trying to tell the kids they're different horror movies. Like, I think that they're still. They were scary, but I do think that like, cause they both have not seen the new it ones. And, and I don't know why probably cause haven't been on TV or they probably would have watched it by now, but they just haven't found them yet. But I thought I, that might be next level scary that I can't handle because I think it alone scared me. It was, you know, just that was, and then the, the spider creature, I don't do spiders. So that, that set me over an edge, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm yeah, still, sorry. um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm still backing the whole, you know, save the pink ladies, save the rise of the pink mm-hmm. ladies. It's a great show. And apparently what I just found out on, uh, from a Twitter post and then I double checked it, it was a shot of their, of the, the official Grease rise of the pink ladies page on Instagram. And it said coming soon to DVD and digital. So okay. that means more people will be able to see it. And hopefully if enough people see it, it'll get picked up by another streamer and maybe they'll give it another season. Okay. So um, if you like Grease, if you like Grease 2, it's kind of like a mashup of the feeling of both together, you know? Um, and it's got more modern day, like social issues and whatnot. Um, it's and a lot of girl power and a lot of girl power songs. Like, you know what I mean? Like just what it's like to be a female or, you know, and, uh, or a person of color, you know, they, they have mm-hmm. that mixed in this time. So I think it's really cool. They do it a really good job. It's kind of like one of these alternate universes where there is racism and there is sexism, but you know, you see it, but it's not really there. Maybe the kids just aren't noticing it as much because they're in their own world. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. there. The adults really say it. And then the, you know, the kids just aren't showing it. So it's a little bit different, but it's, it's okay. interesting and the music's really good. So Okay, let's get into the topic at hand. Mm. Okay. 
social media etiquette. So, okay. I know I was listening to your episode, Mama D, where you had Courtney on. And mm-hmm. I think it was, or was it the other one? way around? <laughs> I know. Courtney. I'm like, I'm trying to remember. Courtney. I think it was the latest one. I was the one where um, Courtney was talking about her mom and yes. was talking to you about it. So yeah. I was listening and then you made a, a comment, Courtney, where you said mm-hmm. something about people, something about people on social media. Yeah. Something that he had a pet peeve about it. And I was like, ooh. So that made me think, that's a good idea for a topic for this show. And I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I'm going to have Courtney on. And you know what? <laughs> I'm going to have Mama D too. Because, yep. you know, and I was good. I was like, I'll have another guy or something like that. And then I went, eh, it's all right. I don't want to do yeah. it. I want to, I want to keep it a little more personal. So, um, and plus I want to be, I want to feel free to like, just gripe, gripe a little bit. It's totally fine. Um, about social media and how, it, how like sometimes it kind of just, ticks you off and hurts your feelings and <laughs> all that in the above, you know? Well, so, I, I think that this is like record timing that you're having Mama D and I both on about social media because I will actually be interviewing her tomorrow for an episode of our Still Minding the Beehive series. Okay. Yeah. She actually awesome. was part of the original Minding the Beehive series as well. And we do talk a lot about social media in this particular yes. series too. So yeah. Record timing, Dustin. It's good awesome. timing. Good. I'm in theme. Great. Yes. <laughs> well, to start off, I want to ask how many social media platforms do you personally belong to through your personal self and whatever podcast or other blog type platform you have? Think it up, count it down, how many you have. You don't have to tell me which ones. I mean, you can tell me the platform, so you don't have to tell me the you know personal stuff. So I will tell you, I am on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and now Threads. Um, I am on Facebook for myself and all to both my shows. Same thing for Instagram, Twitter. I just use for everything, and TikTok I use for everything. And Threads, I'm under the Rewatch Recap uh, name, but uh, I accidentally created that that way. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done like my personal name, but it, I'm just like, well, I'm not changing it now. I'm not doing three. I'm not doing three accounts. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And mm-hmm. I even like threaded about it. I guess that's what we're saying. I don't know. Um, it says post. I'm like, it. yeah, I stitched, stitched it on. <laughs> stitched it on the threads. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't anyway, played with that so, one too much. I have it, but I haven't played with it yet. I mean, I created like one. Twitter. And that's it's, what, it yeah. is just like Twitter. It's just not as it's like Twitter is right now the exact same things that are going on. Like it's all the blue checks, like coming up in your feed mostly. And then mm-hmm. you see a few friends here and there, but it's not negative stuff that you're seeing. That's the only good thing about it. It's okay. like, it's just kind of everyday chit chat. Like it, Twitter used to be. And now okay. it's been like negative posts constantly. And yeah. you know, yeah. So I think it's nice and hopefully it stays that way. We don't know, but hopefully, mm-hmm. it stays that hopefully, way. hopefully. Yeah. Well, let's see. So, I have, what do you think? Well, I have uh, Facebook and I have um, my own personal. And then I just started one for Petals of Support because I, I don't know if it's going to be worth my time. And then I run, I do volunteer for an organization in my town for the school district. So I run that one. So I have to be very careful who I'm posting ass because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's things that I have put I would put on my own personal one that I have then decided 
I've messed up, but everyone knows me. So it doesn't phase them one bit. They're like, I don't think that's where you meant to put that. But, and then Twitter, I have two. No, I have three. I have the same personal me and then this, the one for this district. And then I have a, I have two for TikTok, one for Pedals of Support and one me. And Instagram, I just have one just for Pedals of Support. So same as you, Dustin, just kind of, support, you know, it's the same ones. <laughs> just, and then the, just moved the thread, around a little, yeah. you know, yeah, just all, you know, they're just all there. Yeah. What about you, Courtney? Oh, man. <laughs> so funny story. Uh-oh, we haven't got a story for this one. This is great. No, okay. no, 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 no. Funny, quick story. Um, before we started podcasting, I had really debated on just like getting rid of all social media because I hate it, like period. So with that, just for my personal, I only have Facebook. I mean, I do have an Instagram, but I think it's been maybe six months since I last checked my personal Instagram. Mm-hmm. I had a personal Twitter for two seconds and then I got rid of it. I was like, eh. You know, so just Facebook really for my personal, but with my podcast, we have to have social media because that's a good way to market as much as we hate it. Um, I have Facebook, I have Twitter, I have TikTok, I have Instagram, I have threads, um, mm-hmm. Reddit, uh, now Discord, and I'm sure I have other things that I don't remember. <laughs> so. I forgot I'm on Reddit too. I forgot. Yeah. I, don't, I don't go there very often. I keep forgetting I'm, I have it. Yeah. I, I lurk in there. So, you know, I have an email. That's my social media. <laughs> <laughs> That's my basic one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for you, um, Courtney will be the best one to answer this first. Um, which platform to you is the most concerning? Uh, um. So I know a lot of people have their concerns about like safety on anything meta driven, such as, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and threads and, you know, they're right to do so. But honestly, out of all platforms, I would be much more concerned about Twitter with the way that everything's going now. But I would also be concerned about things like TikTok and Snapchat. So I forgot I have a Snapchat. Add that to my list. I have one of those too. (laughs) Is Snapchat a part of, of Meta? Do what? Is Snapchat a part of Meta? No, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of uh, WhatsApp. Sorry. Yeah, WhatsApp is part of Meta, um, but Snapchat. No, there, a lot of people think that Snapchat was actually part of Meta for a while, but the reason being is because Snapchat had stories first, and then um, Instagram started making stories. So they kind of you know lifted the idea, just like they kind of lifted the idea of Twitter um, mm-hmm. for their own. But, um, well, then they did reels to com- try to compete with TikTok. Yeah, so. yeah. And I mean, you know, there's there's a whole other discussion about the whole like stealing ideas and yada yada that everybody's getting into. But honestly, I would just personally, I would be a, I would be concerned about all of them at this point, but especially those those two that I had said because a you know people are still not savvy about location sharing. And you're going to find people if you really, if somebody really wants to like murk you, they will, they can find your location mm-hmm. on stuff like that. But B, anonymity, anonymity, I'm sorry, is so prevalent these days where you don't know who you're really talking to behind that screen. And the fact is, is like with Snapchat and TikTok, those are, those are aimed at like adolescents. 
And mm-hmm. we don't, we, we tip, we tend to ignore that because we're thinking, oh, well, you know, they're just having fun online. Yeah. But we, I've seen time and time again, instances of like straight up 30 year old, 40 year old men posing as like a 14 year old boy trying to get into to a 14 year old girl's pants. Um, and the things that you find out just within those two platforms alone is terrifying, um, you know, location services and then the whole, you don't know, you don't exactly know what your kids are saying to other people and vice versa. And, you know, you really, I would just be from like a parenting aspect. Yeah. It's definitely that social media in general is just like, it's a definite concern because it's one of those things. It's like we grew up into it. You know what I mean? Like it came out while we were still, you know, growing up and, you know, and Mm -hmm. so we kind of grew with it. We kind of evolved with it. They just had it. Boom. It's on them and they don't know how to process things otherwise, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like addiction from the start. (laughs) It is. It is. And you can't afford to be naive on something like that. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. like you have to really be careful with anything you do or say on, on any social media platform, but I would say especially those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Mama D? And it's, I'm not sure. I think for me, the one that concerns me the most is Twitter because I don't, I know you in terms of, I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing your beautiful face. It's right now. So <laughs> I know who you two are and I know who the people are, who I have gotten you know, closer to, but I, these are people I, I do not friend people who I don't know, um, it, ever. So they're my family and they are, you know, people I either went to school with or who I actually know, like I've probably eaten with them or I've talked to them on the phone. We know each other. Yeah. My four petals of support. I don't know 95% of the people. I just don't. So to me, that one is the one that scares me is the fact that kind of what you're saying, you know, you, you've just follow people and it could be because it is a business account. It's not a personal account. So, you know, this is just my perspective. And I guess Instagram's the same way. I don't know these people. So, but they don't know me. But very few people do know my real name. I try very, very hard to keep it as locked down as humanly possible. Um, so you don't know who I am. So how I don't know who these people are. So that does scare me is, you know, and I do have a very big wall up. I'll talk to anyone, but there is a line. You know, um, sorry to add to that mm-hmm. with the whole, I, I have to echo everything that you're saying about Twitter because you don't know who you're talking to, A, but B, right now, given the climate of where Twitter is going right now mm-hmm. with, the, with how unhinged Mr. Milan Uske is, um, sorry, I tried to do pig Latin and that kind of sucked, but <laughs> all of that kind of just, it's going downhill fast and people are taking full on advantage of it too. Like everybody is vulnerable on Twitter and that's why everybody's jumping ship and going to things like threads because it's it's not as threatening as it is right now in Twitter where it's a cesspool of mean, vindictive, angry people that mm-hmm. are following in the footsteps of its leader. It's it's like a yeah. cult. It's 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 disgusting. 
So. Yeah, and, you, and like he gets mad, but he's backing every single time I see like a post mm-hmm. of his or something. You know, it's like he's cheering on the bad guys in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? What's you know? Yeah. I don't. And so now you're mad when the like we said we didn't like this, and you brought it full force. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just like open the floodgates for all the free hate speech warriors. Yeah. You know, and it's just. And it just kind of went, uh, so you had to keep muting people or keep mm-hmm. getting rid of them. And, you know, and mm-hmm. my God, it's just because you can say stuff doesn't mean you should. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, but that's, I mean, that's a lesson everybody should learn. With Thread is that I clicked, what, like three buttons and I have a Thread account. So it's very simple for those people who are spreading the hate and the anger on Twitter to just, you know, Move on over. I wish that there was a way to, you know, limit or screen, but yeah. there isn't. And then you start do, you know, you do get into the whole free speech thing and, you know, who, where should people be able to say what they want to say? And come on, the people who are willing to say very, very hurtful things are smart enough. We hate to think that they are, but they're smart enough to know that when I answer this questionnaire, saying, will I follow these rules? They're going to say yes. And then they're going to get in there. They're going to do whatever the hell they want. So I I don't know. I guess that's why my safest place is Facebook, my personal Facebook account, because I can really lock it down to whomever I feel safe with. But I'm also showing pictures of my kids and where I live. And, you know, I do have to keep it a little bit more secure than on Twitter where I'm just like, you know, look at this, you know, look at this meme I found. It's hilarious. You know, and that you kind of the thing. most so. control over Facebook, you know? Yeah. Like everything else you don't really have that much control over. And as far as like threads, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm hopeful about it. It's like a, a oh, yeah. apprehensive positive, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that all of the Twitter folks are going to stay at Twitter and yeah. that's fine. Cause that's where they're comfortable. You know, they can keep their small penis energy over there. Um, and that's great. You know, yeah. um, sorry, I didn't mean, I, I I don't know if I'm allowed to say that here. but yeah, you can say whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck yeah. Um, but, you know, they can, they can keep that hatred over there um, and they will be comfortable there because they, they're, they're smart enough to know that they can get at people, but they're dumb enough to realize that. Sometimes when people have had enough, they have enough and they're going to walk away to something better. So let's just, I guess it is a scary time because threads is in its infancy. Anything that's in its infancy is, you know, terrifying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't know what to expect. We know Mm -hmm. that it's still a little buggy and they're still working on it, but it is brand new. Mm -hmm. I, I think that everybody going in, they're like, okay, well, let's keep it positive. It's like, cool. Yeah, I think most people are. They're like, we're kind of tired of this, guys. Let's not talk about politics, okay? Yeah, let's just let's kind of just you know talk about movies and fun things and make up funny little quips and you know put on our patchouli and smoke some pot and just be happy. There you go. Everybody's happy, and that's why there should be options out there. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you are somebody who wants to talk about politics, I do feel that you should have a place to do that, Mm -hmm. and then I have a choice to read it or not. And, you know, and if you want to talk about, you know, whatever you want to talk about, as long as it, you know, we do the, as long as it doesn't hurt someone else or hurt, you know, you, because you're talking about like, you know, 
things we just won't need to get into. But like if you will just do politics, I think there should be a place for that because I do think that everybody has that need to talk about what they believe in. But I also have that need to not have to see it if I don't want to. So I agree. That's I hope a- Threads is a, you know, more calm. Maybe it's, you know, we need that too. What's that funny is that I, I I signed up for this dating app called Boo. I don't know if you've seen this, any ads for it or whatnot. Boo. Boo like no, it has I'm a little old. ghost. It's a little ghost. <laughs> it just started. I, I saw an ad for it in like my Instagram stories and it's a little ghost mm-hmm. and it said Boo, a dating app for introverts. And I was like, okay. What's That's funny cool. is that people don't think I'm an introvert just because I can be expressive. That yeah. doesn't mean that like I open up to people about everything every all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, just because I can express myself through uh, some form of like podcasting or through song or mm-hmm. through like writing something doesn't mean I'm not an introvert. Everybody thinks I'm not an outgoing person out in public. Like right. you see me at a party, mm-hmm. I kind of stick around the same people. I don't really, I try to talk to people, but I'm awkward. So I kind of just hang back. So this is kind of one of those things I want to meet somebody based on common likenesses and whatnot. And what's funny is it's, it's not just dating. It's also for friendships as well. And you can choose based on their personality type, like, um, you know, the INFPs, you know, all that kind of stuff, INTJ, and um, based on their Zodiac sign, based on like a lot of different things, based on their gender identity, um, everything. Um, And it's really cool. It's kind of a social media app in a way, and you pay for it if you want like extra things, but um, because you can talk about, you can choose a hashtag or a topic and you can like choose what you want to talk to and you t- and it takes you to a thread when you choose it and everybody's talking about the same topic and you can either post something or answer somebody else's questions and it could start a conversation. That's the whole point. So oh, I love it. What I, a, that's, I like that. That's creative. I like that. Yeah. You go in and you look for the topic you want to talk about. You yeah. don't just air it out for everybody, you know, and maybe yeah. somebody, you know, is following the same topic and they'll see it and you can talk about that with them, but you won't see it on your end because- it won't be on your like main feed or anything. It'll just be mm-hmm. the stuff you've chosen to view. I am about to take y'all back to 2007. <laughs> For whatever reason, <clears throat> there was a there was a social media platform back then. It's not MySpace. Spoiler alert. Of course, <laughs> MySpace did exist, but when you were talking about Boo, oh, I, I know what you're going to say. I was remembering two of them. I was remembering Zenga. Do y'all remember Zenga? I do not remember that. Never mind. You don't remember what? Come on. Come on. Okay, Zenga. It was it was pre-MySpace, but it was mm-hmm. MySpace. And then um there was another one called um what was it called? I want to say it was like my yearbook or something like that. But oh you, yeah, there was one like that. Yeah, I remember created, that one. Like, yeah, yearbook profile. I was thinking about Friendster. I thought you were going to say Friendster. I remember that it was one. similar to Friendster, but it was uh, my yearbook, and it were maybe it was just yeah, it was my yearbook. Um, but when you talk about Boo, it reminded me of my yearbook, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm forty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but hopefully we'll see. I'll see how this thing works out. I signed up accidentally. Had a whole discount, so I was like, "All right, I'll sign up for the year." And I didn't realize it was going to be all that money at once. I thought it was going to be like spread out. It said like, "Oh, it'll be equal to this much a month." Yeah, and I'm like, "Nope, it's all at once." Okay, thanks. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so all right, moving on. Self promotion for like independent uh, artists or you know whatnot. 
So that's the thing I want to talk about. So everybody, a lot of us, that's the reason why we're on. And that's how we met yeah. a lot of us, yeah. you know, um, you know, through social media, through promoting each other's stuff and just happening to see, oh, you know, some, you know, what's that? That grabbed my eye. What is this? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so being a, a podcaster, an artiste, do you, I'm trying to see if I, how I phrase this. Should you show support for fellow indie artists? You know, oh. and if so, like how, how would you show support? Oh, you're, you're going to make me go on a tangent. I'm going to let Mama D go first. <laughs> Cause I, so are you asking like, do I, do I think we're I... in the same wavelength here. That's, <laughs> yeah. What, what I think back is I had, um, talk about promoting someone cyber warrior i had him on my podcast and we were talking about social media because he does cybersecurity and all but so we were talking about this kind of stuff and he made the comment that he had had a friend come on his i'm gonna guess twitter and said why is it that everything you tweet is somebody else's podcast all you're doing is retweeting you know um Dustin and you know, I mean, just you know, all these people, there's nothing about what you do. So he said that he decided to go the opposite way and he wouldn't retweet anymore. And then he found that, well, then nobody's going to reciprocate. So he mm-hmm. was like, he was in the moment of trying to find a, you know, just an equal where you're also promoting yourself and promoting yourself with people who or and then you're promoting other people, but it's people who are reciprocating it. Yeah. And I know that that is something I have a problem with is, and it's not just with the promoting, it's actually with listening to podcasts. And all of this is that I find that some I listen to because I just, I freaking enjoy. I mean, I'll admit that I have a list. These are my favorites. But then there are some that I felt, I guess the term would be obligated. I feel that if you ask for a retweet, I'm going to do it. And then I do expect you, I hate to say it, to do it back for me. So then, Mm -hmm. you know, you go with kind of like the listening. And I thought, well, I'm listening to these people. And then I realized, well, they're not, they're not listening to mine. And Mm -hmm. I'm feeling obligated to listen to theirs, not because honestly, I enjoy it. It's a topic that I just don't enjoy because those are out there. But I was listening anyway, almost as guilt. And so I have gotten much better myself as not needing to be a cheerleader for everyone, you know, because it was kind of overwhelming me. But that is who I am. I mean, we, if you've listened to me, you know, I have a little problem with you can all do this. And I feel like if I don't listen to you, if I don't support you, I'm not really showing you that I believe in you. But I, you know, need to also have time for myself. Did I you ramble that? It. I mean, did that any of that make sense? No, no, no. Yeah, it makes total sense. If, I, if <laughs> I'm honest, um, everything that you just said, it's, it's weird because I am both on the exact same wavelength as Dustin. Because Dustin and I have actually talked about this very briefly. Um, we were just talking in general about how, you know, we do things for others and they don't reciprocate. Yes. And, but you also validated everything that I was going to say as well. So I'm kind of like in that gray area where, Mm -hmm. yes, it really irks me to no end. If I do you favors and you don't reciprocate, Mm -hmm. it irks 
me to no end. But I have learned very recently that if you don't reciprocate the first time, I'm not doing shit for you anymore. Um, we are podcasters and we are doing way more work than anybody can even fathom. And unfortunately, anybody includes other podcasters sometimes. They think, they automatically think that they are doing way more than their their peers. Um, they automatically expect us to want to like and listen to their show. The truth is, is that we all have our own tastes and our own preferences and what have you that we're not going to want to listen to every show. And secondly, it is not possible to listen to every show. Um, we are busy. All, th- all three of us, we're busy people. We're constantly doing, 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 doing. It, it gets to a point where you have to just kind of like break it off and be like, look, you know what? I'm sorry that you're mad at me for not reposting every single tweet but you've not one not you've yet to repost any of mine so mm-hmm. i just stopped i stopped caring i stopped getting mad i think that it is it is irritating but um at the same time i i no longer feel guilty i no longer feel that imposter syndrome that you were just discussing mm-hmm. um of feeling like i have to listen to podcasts that i frankly don't like you know, um, if I truly enjoy you, I'm going to subscribe and I'll catch up when I can catch up. Mm-hmm. But, but if I don't enjoy your podcast, I'm just not going to listen to it. Um, if I don't enjoy the way you're treating me, I'm not going to support you. And that goes with anything in social media. You know, there is one thing that I, this is, I feel like this might be a good segue if you don't mind, cause I don't want to take over your show, Dustin. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, but this is one thing that I really wanted to kind of get out there that has become a huge pet peeve of mine. And I've unfortunately fall fallen victim to this myself of, of parasocial relationships. Are y'all familiar with that term? I am not. I am not. No, no. Okay. So I'm going to use one example. Uh, you're, you're familiar with certain like true crime franchises. I'm not going to drop names that are so huge that they have, fans right that are going after people that dare say anything negative about this certain true crime it's a it's a big podcaster or it's a big couple of podcasters you dare say one bad thing about them they're gonna send their entire fan base after you the thing is is i wanted to mention real quick that it is a pet peeve of mine to see and this even includes other content creators who are absolutely kissing up to these bigger creators and you're watching them not get that reciprocated, but they don't get it. And, 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 and I've been guilty of that. Like where back when I listened to that same one podcast from back in 2020, before we even started our podcast, I tried to reach out to them several times. They left me on red it hurt my feelings. But then I realized I was like, they don't even know me. Like we, we don't even there. I'm a perfect stranger to them. They, they don't have to respond to me. And I just kind of got over it. But a lot of people get so riled up on social media with a content creator, a bigger like personality or an influencer. And they will go after people 
and they're imagining that's what parasocial relationship is, by the way, it's an imagined relationship and it's one-sided. It's where Mm. you're watching Colleen Bollinger. So all of her fans were younger people that felt like she was their bestie. Um, She had no idea who any of these people were, but she kept perpetuating it and, and manipulating it and taking advantage because she didn't see human beings. She saw dollar signs and watching people fall victim to this parasocial ridiculousness is very embarrassing to watch. First of all, because it's like you are falling victim to your own thing and, and, and nobody's going to help you but yourself. But then they're also doing harmful things such as cyberbullying or, I mean, there's just so much that it can, you know, but, but anyways, I'm, I'm digressing. I apologize. I'm just saying like parasocial relationships and the whole like encouraging it and, and grooming it and whatnot is, is a massive pet peeve to me because you should be, you should be friend the people that you actually know and love or the people that you know in real life that you want to be friend instead of these people that are essentially not real because you only see them behind a computer screen or through headphones or whatever. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're treating them like false yeah. idols in a way. Yes, mm-hmm. sorry. Words are are not my strong suit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I I totally agree. Like I I just um uh, going back to the podcasting thing. So like one of the first things that uh I noticed like when I started podcasting like in 2019, <laughs> um I reached out to another podcast that like it was just on Instagram and I listened to their show and they only had like 300 followers on Instagram. It wasn't like they were huge. Right. Mm-hmm. I had like 50 at the time because I was starting from scratch, did not know anybody. Right. And um, one of those 50 was me. So <laughs> I was one of my own followers. Aww. So um, you count too. So you I reached out to my, I, I, what did you say? I said, you count too. You can count. Yeah. So <laughs> Um, so yeah, I ended up, um, reaching out to this, this podcast cause they had a similar, uh, subject and I listened to actually listened to their episode before I reached out and said, Hey, I listened to your episode and I like this thing and I just wanted to say hi and, you know, and I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they literally, I saw red and they never, they didn't even like it. Yeah. They didn't even acknowledge it. And I was like, okay. So later on I was like, maybe that was just a miss, you know, I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt, which is a bad thing. I do it all the time. Always giving the benefit of the doubt when I really should just assess the situation and move on, you know? And I went back and I was like, Hey, you know, I I was asking them a question and then they did it again. They read it and didn't answer Mm -hmm. the question and didn't, I'm like, Oh, okay, fine. And so I unfollowed them. Right. Yeah. Um, after that, I, the other thing that I started noticing was everybody who loves to follow you until you follow them back and then they unfollow you because yep. they just gained a follower and they, and you, you don't notice it at first and no. you're like, wait, wait, I thought I had more followers than this. And then you look, you're like, so what I've been doing is when I do that, I, I pay attention. Do I actually want to follow them? A, I ask mm-hmm. myself, do I want to follow them? Do I like their content? I just go and look at it real quick, what they have up. I'm like, okay, that looks interesting. I'll follow them. That I'll do. But if somebody follows me out of nowhere, if I don't find anything interesting about them and they follow me out of nowhere and haven't liked anything that I've posted, but they just all of a sudden followed me, 
I know what they're doing. And so I just don't follow them back. And I expect that number to go back down as soon as, you know, and within a few days, because they're going to get frustrated. They didn't follow them back. And I'm I'm not playing your game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that thing that you were talking about where you did that with the podcaster twice, I got to tell you that that happens to me way more often than I'd like to admit. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean people I think are it just happens to all of us and it is so selfish, man. It's, it's selfish, it's extremely disrespectful and it's infuriating because you're essentially wasting my time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I I'm reaching out and giving you a compliment like take that, dude. Um but I mean say but, thank you and then that's it. That's all you have to do. You can make it short you. and sweet, you know. Yeah. yeah. Or when, you do when, it and you end up becoming very good friends with the person that you reached out to. And cause that's how I met Courtney. I had listened yeah. to several of nefarious nightmare and I was like, I was new. Yeah. You know, I was still, I mean, you know, I didn't know much of anything. And I was like, this is a really good podcast. The, you know, the audio was so good. This is what I want to do. And I think I wrote you just a very short you know, little thing just saying that I enjoyed it and you wrote me back. I latched on like a leech. <laughs> you <laughs> best friend <laughs> just started talking. And and I have met a couple other people that way, but you're right, there have been some. And I'm like, you know what? It's you know, it hurts. I will totally admit that it hurts because I took the time to write it. But you know, it's what I said. I don't know, a few days ago that I think I've won because of the people that I have met and the people who I have become friends with, depending on, you know, whatever level friends we are, I, they're great people. So, you know what? I won. Those people lost out, not me. I've got some. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You get to meet somebody genuine and they just, they keep meeting all the phonies. And I guarantee this is the same people, the people who, who do that, who don't respond, who follow you just to get a follow back and then dump you, who Mm -hmm. don't promote your stuff when you promote theirs. Those are the same people I guarantee you who are given those one stars on Apple. Yep. On Apple Podcast, you it's know, you always see them. people like I got a one star review. I'm like, I guarantee yeah. it's the same. It's always a rival pod. I know it. Yeah, you're it right. Never comes with an actual review. Unfortunately, yeah. you're actually right about that, and I'll get into that in a second. But, but there's a quote that I really wanted to just kind of put out here. When people show you who they are, believe them. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good quote. That my mom, of all people, was the one that used to tell me all the time. When people show mm-hmm. you who they are believe Mm -hmm. them the first time yeah um typically people will show you who they are right off the bat there were Mm -hmm. there are certain people that were that i thought would be good friends and but the first thing that they did that i see as a red flag now that i didn't see at the time is that they would get in my dms and straight up start talking smack about other podcasters and i'm like okay well if someone talks bad about somebody else they're Mm -hmm. talking bad about you that's yeah. always been my, you know, I mean, if they're gossiping to you about other people, they yeah. are most likely, you know, going to do it about you to somebody else. It's- no, there's there's a difference between like being in somebody's DMs and being like, ooh, this person is, Ugh, or, Ugh, you know, there's a difference between that and then maybe speaking to somebody that could be seen as a mentor and saying, look, I don't want to name names, but this is what's been going on with me. Um you know, and, and trying to get some insight and clarity and, and maybe a little bit of a push in the right direction of avoiding certain things. So I will say that oh, I I mean, if you ever, if you want to, if you want to meet a mentor and vent to them, absolutely do that. Um, 
there there is a difference between that but but don't don't come up in my dms because i should have learned the first time and i didn't don't come up in my dms and talk shit about you know julie or or ronnie or you know because if you're talking about them then what are you saying about us yeah you know what i mean yeah. um, right it's always the case yeah mm -hmm. if you're um, constantly you know, there becomes a time when it's venting which is probably every once in a while you might complain about somebody. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then there's gossiping when you're complaining or telling bad things about them all the time, which yeah. you got to like realize, hey, are you doing this all the time? Really go back and look through your messages and see how much you bring mm -hmm. up this person and think, oh, you know, I, I'm either I'm this obsessed with them or I am just this much of a gossip. So either way, it's mm -hmm. bad. So, But yeah. it's hard because, I mean, there's also kind of the, you know, the spilling of the tea where you know you're discussing something that you have seen on the social medias and everybody's talking you know there's that and then but there's also the warning because i admit that i do miss things or there's a lot of people who i i don't know their names i know of the podcast or something and if there's somebody who i might need to watch myself around mm -hmm. i appreciate the heads up Maybe you, you have been be around, hurt. you know, you've been around these people longer than me, or this is a group of people mm -hmm. who I really don't know a lot about. And you're just saying, Hey, watch yourself, you know, don't, you know, you're not saying don't talk to them, but I do appreciate a heads up because I do sometimes, you know, take people, you know, it's what Dustin said, you know, you give people the benefit of the doubt, or I take people at face value and I don't know the backstory of things and the backstory can sometimes be very, very important for somebody like me with what I do with my podcast to know, I need to make sure I, who I have on, you know, does not have a yeah. very scary past or something. So. And you know, you know, learning about these people um, and, and the types of people to stay away from, or, you know, you, you start to see the common like traits amongst mm -hmm. them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you start to be able to spot them a lot faster. It's kind of like how yeah. gaydar works. You just start spawning common traits over and over and over. And it's, you know, oh, you kind of, uh, I'm going to be friendly to you, mm -hmm. but I don't quite trust you yet. There's something shady going on. You know what I mean? You get that yeah. kind of feeling. You're like, yeah. all right, we're going to, we're going to take this slow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys' memory, because that's the thing is in person. I'm very good at it. I, you know, read body language very well. I read face very well. I hear all of that. It's online. And maybe that's another, you know, problem with social media is that people can write something and it all is my perception on how I read it. That is true to an extent. It's, you easier, know, it's, it's easy to read it if you know, if you can pick up on little things. Um, mm -hmm. It's the flow of the language. It's like, mm -hmm. it's how things are set. And you're like, and you see it so often from s the same types of people. And you start, mm -hmm. you start mm -hmm. seeing like, they say these type of sarcastic comments or they, they kind of make, you know, little yeah. things like that. And you're like, Hmm, okay. I am spotting this. I'm connecting the dots and I do not like you. I can, <laughs> right. I can right. tell, I can tell when my husband's upset and when he's not upset, for example, through his text messages, I don't yes. know how to explain yeah. it. But no, I'm the same thing with my him. husband. Yeah. Because yeah, I'll it's, read it's, something it's, and I'll be like, you know, it will seem like a very simple statement, but I'm yeah. like, oh, there's attitude behind that, you know? Yeah. And 
then my attitude flies up and, you know, someone else will be like, well, he just asked you if you put the water hose away. I'm like, no, what the jackass was saying was the other day I didn't put the water hose away. <laughs> so this is, I know because I know him well enough to know that he wouldn't just text me that out of the blue yeah. unless there's something more to it. But I don't have that ability with people I don't know on social media. You know, yeah, I'll gain think, it more and more. You just got to pay attention. That- I think you do actually, you have so much empathy that you have no choice, but to notice it. It, It's really all about like listening to what your gut is saying. If your gut's like, well, that's some attitude. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, Or you're my kid who forgets that I pay your phone bill. And if I pay (laughs) your phone bill, you need to write. Okay. You don't just write K because (laughs) I pay for that thing. So text me back. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to switch up something a little, little lighter. Still so a little bit of a pet peeve thing. But, um, <laughs> what is uh, something you're just plain tired <laughs> of seeing posted? <laughs> like, I know we all see the same like memes or even the same like jokes over and over and over. Just like after a while, it's like it should be the social media etiquette to like not do this anymore, not perpetuate these, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? These yeah. things over and over and Courtney's dancing and she's I think Courtney wants topic, to go maybe. first. So we'll <laughs> Yeah, Courtney, go for it. And I probably already know one of them you're gonna say, but we'll see. No, I do not want to promote it on reality records. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Yes, the oh, spam, the spam bots. Oh. I, yeah, that's what yeah. I've got it written right there. Spam bots and hun bots. Spam bots. Um, I don't want to promote my podcast. I don't want to buy into your paparazzi jewelry. And finally, I have not seen you since eighth grade. So please don't insinuate that I need to lose weight by buying and downlining your fucking pink drink. All right, Mama D, is there anything else that you you find? Oh, mine is the, you know, the promoting. If I have, I, I don't spend money on this. This is what I have. This is my setup and everything. I don't pay for anything. And my money goes, I've got two kids. One's in college. You know, I like clothes. I like to wear clothes. I don't like new new clothes, but I like, I have so many things that I spend my money on. I wish I had an unlimited just podcast fund, but I don't. So if I wanted help promoting my podcast, I will reach out to you, Apple promoter. Or, and if you call me, sir, my it's Mama D. What do you, why would you, you know, don't assume. It's like they always assume that everyone is a guy. No, you know, you could do a generic greeting or actually take the time to see that my name is Mama D. So say, hi, Mama D, not hi, sir. I just, you know, my I guess favorite it's sire because it's S-I-R-E, which isn't <laughs> sir. So that one, you know, is it sire? sire. Hello, well, so, I mean, you just all of a sudden you just you know what I guess it's sire. Like it's sire. Like I should be wearing like a crown. Wouldn't that be a sire? You know, I'm like, no, no, it's Mama D. When somebody, when somebody says hello, dear, I will block you. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, really yeah. tired of seeing these like these porn looking at my stories. Do they do yes. that to you? They're always looking at my stories on Instagram. You can like tap on it and see who's looking at them. And it's always these porn people. I've, yeah. I've had a, I've had a, a ton of them lately 
favoriting some of my videos and then you go yes. look at their profile and they're like me horny and then you look it's <laughs> only and i'm like are you fucking serious block like, mine are this- all people who speak spanish and i'm like why i don't understand like i've gone and looked i'm like i can't i don't speak spanish so how <laughs> how is that matching up and they seem like lovely people i mean it's nothing porn it's something but it's like literally all of it so is there like a translator out there that's translating Mama D into Spanish? Because otherwise, I don't know if they know what I'm talking about. But yes. yeah, these people, man, they they just have they have some nerve with their promoted on reality records. You promoted on reality records, tiring. <laughs> well, for me, for me, my social media etiquette is to stop resharing the same things over and over and trying to pass them off as something you came up with. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like the the anytime you see a truck carrying logs and someone says, anyone who's seen Fondle Destination understands the fear. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, how many times am I going to see this? And it's always, yeah. mm-hmm. and they always hand, like they actually have typed that in. It was, wasn't just like a, a picture of it. Like, it's like they thought they thought it up. And I'm like, you, this is so old. Stop. <laughs> it makes yeah, me so there's mad. There's a couple of memes that are pretty funny about it though. There was one where like the the log had stopped at the perfect spot in the in the picture, and it had this like really creepy face on it. And I was like, "Oh, that's funny." <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh just thinking about it. <laughs> I don't even know what it looks like. It I, don't, I don't know why that made me laugh. Um, <laughs> another one that gets me that's that actually really sounds funny. I don't know why. <laughs> Me. That's Man, that tickled me. <laughs> yep. That tickled me. Um, okay, another one I hate is Aretha Franklin's at Christmas. You haven't seen the Aretha Franklin's? It's Aretha no. Franklin's face and Aretha. <laughs> it's Aretha <laughs> Franklin's. I haven't seen that one. I've seen it so many times in like like the past ten years. I cannot believe you haven't seen this. Oh, that's funny. I've pictured it's that Aretha Franklin's. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then there, and then always at daylight savings time, you know what we see then? Share. Oh yeah. Don't forget share. to turn back time <laughs> and share it? with your friends. Oh. <laughs> you know what's really funny is um, I've shared that I've shared that during the spring. <laughs> <laughs> turn back time. <laughs> Wow, that was ignorant of me because I thought it was just funny, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we gotta fall back." Wait, <laughs> no, I gotta admit, there's that one from the movie. Um, she had Sandra Bullock in it, and it's the one where she um protect. She's trying to learn how to be a like model or for like a beauty pageant. Uh, Miss Congeniality. And- Yes. Yeah. And so they're interviewing and the one girl goes on stage and they said, what's your perfect date? And she says like March something because the weather is perfect or May or whatever was. Yeah. I think it's April 24th because it's that- not too hot, not too not cold. Too All cold. you need is a light jacket. Exactly. Well, I have that one. But I admit I do share that one every year because I think that's the best one. But I'm also old, yeah. So. <laughs> I think it, that one's not so bad because not as many people share it. It's kind of like Rex Manning Day. Not too many people share it. It's like, but when I mm-hmm. see the turn back time, when I'm like, everybody does it. I'm like, guys, yeah. this has been going on since 
social media started. We have got to stop <laughs> yeah. this madness. I think we should start just putting it during the spring just to mess with people. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the spring forward town. No, just prick them. That's their fault for oversharing a meme. Uh, okay, so uh, I have two more questions left. So on personal accounts, just for your own personal account, we don't have to tell what's on it, but what do you consider TMI? Really is there some stuff. things you just shouldn't share? Yeah. Is there just like some personal stories that maybe just be a little too cringe if you shared certain <laughs> aspects of it? Is there a way to share something without making it too cringe or should you even try? Go for it. Either one. I go straight with dramas, family dramas, especially ones that most likely are going to, you know, like I'm mad at my brother. So I sit there and overshare about this argument that I'm having with my brother, knowing that my family and his family, obviously, because we have the same families, but, you know, we're all on there and I'm sitting here talking bad about him and, you know, his friends, all these people are going to see it. I don't like that kind of personal, you know, I think that family stuff or even friend stuff, you don't put it out there. I just do not like it. Um, and that's just me personally, because it's just, we might make up, I mean, my brother and I, we would make up, but everyone still has heard whatever the hell I decided to share about him. And trust me, if you're mad enough, you're not just talking about this drama. I'm talking about, I might be tying in stuff that happened when we were kids and I'm sharing all this stuff that, you know, and maybe he's coming back and saying something. It just doesn't need to be said because we're going to make up, but all these people are going to remember me sharing things that I probably shouldn't have said. So I just don't, I mean, now as someone on the side reading it, oh hell, I got my popcorn out. I'm like, come on, you know, like, let me hear the stories. But I try very hard. And I tell, you know, my kids, I tell just, you know, behind closed doors for that kind of stuff, because it's just not, it's not everybody's business. Everything is not everybody's business. Right. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I, I have one little caveat with all that though um mm -hmm. when you get on social media and you overshare but you also vague post at the same time oh, nothing yeah. eats my ass harder than you telling me that you're mad at somebody and you have all these people commenting like who are you mad at what's wrong yeah. what can i do to help and you don't respond i want to know yeah. who made you mad <laughs> you told me yeah the drama. yeah yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, but also, yeah. I have been very guilty um, of oversharing in the past. Um, and I am very much so one of those people. I am, I have been working very hard on it and I'm proud of myself. You know, proud of myself. You know, I'm proud of myself. You mean same boat right there. Yeah. A couple of reasons why. One, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> nobody cares like if they really care i i think that there's a good way to say hey man i'm going through some things you know um i don't know if i really want to put it out on social media but i do need somebody to talk to and chances are right. if somebody really wants to talk to you about it they'll reach out to you right um but not everybody wants to hear and i figured this out the hard way because somebody was kind enough to tell me oh, wow, you just told me your whole entire life story. And I'm like, great, that's embarrassing. But, you know, there, there's a way to do it and there's a way to avoid it. Um, 
you, you can always get online and just say something to the effect of, I don't know who else to turn to right now. I I'm going through a thing. Um, if you have a few minutes, I would like somebody to reach out and let me know if they have any availability for me to pick their brain or you can just not say anything. I, I encourage everybody to say something because you don't mm -hmm. know what somebody's going through and you don't know when they're going to, you know, if they're going to unalive themselves or something like right. that. You know, I, I do encourage people to speak out if they're going through something, but you don't have to share what, you know, your toxic family member said about you and your boyfriend after they came across, you know, your sex tape at Thanksgiving dinner. Like you don't need to give the details. Now, wait, like, I, I have to say that that's when I would want, you know, that. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 we have to know now. We now need details. <laughs> as, as many details as we would all love to be, to find out about that truth is it's none of our business. Um, right. But it's also, you know, that person oversharing it needs to understand that A, it's none of anybody else's business and B, you have no business giving that out. You know, well, not, and not unfortunately, everybody. once you share it, you have made it everyone's business. And that's the yeah. other side of it is when people then get mad. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask your, you know, I didn't ask for your advice or yeah. I didn't ask for your opinion. Well, you know, no, you did not say what should I do, but you literally put it out there and you do open yourself up to that then. Is mm -hmm. me, should I respond? No, I shouldn't. But, you know, you are that opening the door. Somebody else won't. Right. Yeah. I, you know what? I responded to somebody's like somebody's comment on Twitter and it was like something about um, people shouldn't, you know, everybody's trying to be a film critic or something like that. I don't know. Some guy was saying something and I, and I made a comment like, well, you know, there are some pe some film credits that aren't well that didn't go to school who didn't go you know they learned on the street and, mm -hmm. like and he comes like who asked you i didn't tell you to come on my thread and start saying stuff I'm like you posted it publicly and everybody could respond right. um i just went whatever i just deleted it no drama i'm not gonna sit there and go back yeah. and forth with this guy i'm not gonna benefit from it he's not he's obviously hot-headed so it's not gonna oh, work right. who the fuck are you yeah <laughs> See, i just i was like you know what i'm i remember it because that's what in my head I'm like, yep, I'm not having that situation happen again. So I watch mm -hmm. what I say in comments of somebody who maybe I don't even follow because you see stuff that comes up and you yeah. kind of like, I want to comment on that. But then you go, you know what? Is it going to benefit me? Has somebody else already said the same thing? Because adding my voice to right. it is not really going to help. You know, just right. kind of, I just kind of, I'd rather just read it. I might like a comment here and there, but it has to be something I feel I can contribute to a conversation rather than just piling on something negative, you know? Right. So that's, yeah, that's how I feel. Why I think that oversharing should really be start. I'm not, I'm, I think that we should all stop trying to gatekeep each other. I just think that, you know, we're in that whole cancel culture thing. And, and in some, in some places it's warranted and in others, it's like, oh, come on now. It's not a slow news day. There's other things going on that you can pay attention to. Mm -hmm. um, but with all of that going on, you know, we, when we overshare as much as we really want people to relate to us in our stories and, and empathize and be kind, unfortunately, not everybody is that way. Um, we have high expectations of others only to be let down over and over and over again. So if you really want to know what I'm going through, you have to earn that trust with me for me to tell right. you what I'm going through. I've learned my lesson the hard way. 
Um, but it, it just sucks because we should be able to to speak our mind and express ourselves. But unfortunately, it's getting to a point this day and age where just people just don't give a shit anymore about anything but the green devil or, you know, whatever. But another reason why we should all be careful not to overshare is safety, you know, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been kind of alluding to a lot of people since we started our Still Minding the Beehive series that um, if you have children, you really need to be careful about posting them online. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to have that talk with several of the victims that we've talked to because unfortunately, one of the victims of sextortion was as young as two years old. Mm hmm. Yeah. And yeah. that that little two-year-old was the victim of a deep fake porn image that was extorted because somebody had unintentionally and with all of the good intentions um, shared a picture of their child online. And this sextortionist was like, heh. And took the picture and deep faked it. Everything you share online, you can trust. You can feel like you trust everybody on your personal page or not. But everything you share online is vulnerable. And you have to be extremely careful. Um, Mm -hmm. Every picture that I've ever had of my child, I prior to starting recording, I went ahead and just made it private, deleted any public whatever because i was ignore ignorant to it too but you just have to be really and and oversharing does unfortunately include pictures you know you have to be careful Mm -hmm. so yeah even like just and here's the thing if you think about it this way even just mentioning you have kids Mm-hmm. and not even like showing them in pictures people could yeah. be like oh they have kids and they can try to find out where you are so they can pay but you know mm-hmm. you don't know if they're gonna try to stalk your kids but if they yeah. can do that they can find out where you are they might be able to find the schools around you and find pictures of mm-hmm. kids from the schools around them and try to figure out who your kids are and you yeah. never know people do that kind of yeah. stuff and it's not it's not to say that you shouldn't let people know that you have a life or that you are a parent but you mm-hmm. need to be careful about what information you give out yeah so so yeah True that. So, okay, going into the, you know, we're talking about how, um, you know, you, you get pressured, you know, and social media can wear you down. It can make you depressed. It can make you angry. You can feel lonely there because nobody's responding or liking your posts. And, you know, and when you really just need a high from it that day, yeah. maybe you're just having a bad day and yeah, you need that I'm little dose of dopamine. Yeah. So obviously you need to take a break, right? At some point you just got to start taking breaks on the yeah. regular, you know? Um, when do you think, when for you is that time to take the break and for how long? Um, anytime I'm with my kids, family stuff, um, the phone's not out. Like if I'm watching one kid do something, I do have my phone with me because the other kid might need me, you know, that kind of stuff, but no social media when I'm anything with my family, we have a strict, no social media, no phones when we eat and we do have dinner together six nights out of the week no phones um when it comes what about to like, for you in general just you not just your family me. when wait wait when you mm-hmm. go you know what the social media is making me so mad right now or it's making me so upset i need to step away for a few days and not even go on and log on to anything <sighs> that kind of break and is what i mean 
I am going to be honest and say that has never happened to me. Mm. And maybe, and maybe I will do it with the yet. Maybe it's because I keep things so anonymous. I have my life on social media and it's with these people who I actually know. They are family, friends. I know them. They might irritate me here and there as people you know do, but if I post something on there because it's a smaller circle, I do get the likes. I do. I have never posted something there and not had some response because of who those people are. And then my for my podcast, I do have often where I post things about upcoming something or other and get no likes or no responses. And it doesn't bother me. And I think it's because I have separated myself into that is, that's not, I mean, it's me, but it's not me. That is my business. It's, you know, what I do because I enjoy doing it. And if I post something and nobody likes it or retweets it or whatever, I don't take it personal because it's a separate part of me. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah, I can understand that. There is something about that is me observing that part of my life. I'm telling you what has happened. You know, when I talk about my past, I'm telling it from an outside view. I'm not necessarily, I keep the feelings very separate with that. Where then me on, you know, social media, again, I mean, I don't have people on there. They're people I actually know. So if I post a picture, if I say, you know, I'm going, you know, oh, I went to the grocery store and I got everything I ordered. Yay. I get a hundred people <laughs> and say, good job because they're people I know. And I do that back to them. So I don't, I don't, yeah, you know. don't really, I don't think you get, you don't get where we're coming from in that. I think Courtney I, does I don't though. I think so because I think that, you know, I have these two separate me's where well, I, I know. No, no, no. I don't, it's not, it's not anything, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm just trying to clarify no. something. It has yeah. nothing to do with like you identifying <laughs> with it. It's how much you've invested in it. And so you don't invest that much into it. That's the thing. You, you post something and then you go away. And you get offline. Yeah, I, really I post do. something and I go through everybody else's stuff and I go through and I look and I like, I try to interact with people and make an actual social effort in social media to talk to people, to people I don't know, to people, other podcasts, other people I'm trying to like gain. Yeah. I go through and I'll, I'll search the hashtag for the topic I'm talking about or the show I'm talking about. And I'll try to like find posts of people like who recently posted something and I'll try to comment on that. Just try to grab their attention and like, Hey, Oh, by the way, I'm this show over here and you can check me out. You know, there's a lot of promotion going on. So when you don't get that interaction, you put that much work and effort into it and you don't get mm-hmm. the interaction either with fellow podcasters or with fans or night fans, just regular people, or, you know, you're just trying and trying and stay in and day out and you're really trying to promote yourself and promote yourself and you're just not getting anything back it gets frustrating and it gets really upsetting and you can get really sad you can get your confidence level can go down mm-hmm. your anger can go up you just want to lash out those are the type of times you kind of have to step away because you know you'll end up posting something that's going to be you're going to regret especially if you say even if you say it the right way it'll still look bad mm-hmm. to somebody um, I've noticed that the algorithm, both on Twitter and Instagram, have been kind of weird lately, where mm-hmm. the people that I typically want to see about the most haven't been popping up. 
I remember yeah. reaching out to you not too long ago. I was like, hey, Mama D, are you, are you good? Are you mad at yeah. me? <laughs> no. And, and, and you were like, oh, good Lord, no. But it was <laughs> but it was because I hadn't seen you posting much. And I think it was because of the algorithm. So that's, yeah. that's a really, we're in a really confusing time right now. When I, when I need to take a break from social media, I've noticed that when I start to feel overwhelmed, right? When I start to feel like this isn't fun anymore. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Instead of quitting the podcast, I am going to just step away from social media for a minute because social media and mental health is a serious mind fuck sometimes. So mm-hmm. that's that's when I know to step away. I hope that answered your question, Dustin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it totally does. And like I was saying, it's it's when you're putting effort into it. And it's not even just for my podcast for promotional purposes. It's me like on Facebook with people I actually know. I know most of the people that I'm friends with on Facebook. Like mm-hmm. I've actually met them. And I'll post stuff on there. And it's not even about my podcast, just in general. Because everybody knows you post something about your podcast. Your friends and family don't give a crap about it. Yeah. Um, that's just the truth. Um, they won't listen to it. They won't even like, like, Oh, I support you having a podcast. Prove it. Can you share one of my posts? I mean, that'd be great. I mean, that's, you know, etiquette right there. Just like, Hey, if you say you're my friend, just, you don't even have to listen to it. Just share it. Say, Hey, listen to my friend's show. It's $3. You don't have to just tell your friends about it. Come on. My gosh, (laughs) it's free. Come on. Anyway. So like, when you don't get that from your friends, when you don't like get likes on anything you're saying, when you're like, Hey, I'll, you know, Oh, this was really funny. Or you're sharing something or whatever. And they just don't acknowledge you over and over. And that happens a lot to people. And because I <laughs> think, you know, people are so everybody is so self-centered, especially online. Mm-hmm. When they get online, it's like everybody else and empathy goes out the window and they just, they're just focused on them. And then, and they expect everybody to come at them, but they won't go for other people. Like you said, going hunting people down when you can't find them, you know, you go and look yeah. on their page, you know, and you look up stuff because the algorithm has screwed up things. And so when that happens and it's not, you know, sometimes there are things like that that happen. And other times it's just people being selfish and just not, yeah. you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm crying out for help here. I've literally posted, Hey, I need help. Can somebody please talk to me? And then just crickets nothing from anybody and they're still online at that same day posting and 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 sharing and stuff like that but i'm like did you not see anything i just posted at all and then like a week later they'll be like hey just saw this you okay if i hadn't been it'd been kind of late don't you think like (laughs) yeah yeah can i can i tell you about something that happened that totally aligns with everything you just said that happened Mm mm-hmm Speaking of families not being supportive. So this happened probably the beginning of our whole podcasting journey. Um, So I have a sister-in-law who had kind of gained a following on Instagram or TikTok. And I was like, hey, you know, I was like, that's cool, whatever. But she kind of got in over her head and that's, I've seen firsthand what happens to an influencer. They typically become like, they have that whole like, oh, I'm better than everybody else thing, whether they realize it or not. It's, it's unfortunate, but it does happen. And I saw it happen with her. She decided that she, because she lost a whole ton of weight and she had a lot, a lot of these followers that she was better than everybody and wanted to give everybody unwarranted advice on how to be successful with your TikTok, but then wouldn't give you any advice at all. She would just tell you, 
you just have to pray, you know, whatever. So we, so Amanda and I started our podcast shortly after we started our podcast, my sister-in-law decided that she wanted to start a podcast. Just like when I was a musician, my sister-in-law decided that she wanted to be a musician. Just like when I was doing all this other stuff, it was just like anytime I had a dream or any kind of like passion about something, she would always do anything she could to like undermine it. And it, and it bothered me. So <laughs> I got upset about that, but I didn't say anything because everybody would automatically resort to, oh, Courtney, you're jealous. No, I'm not. It just bugs me because I can't ever have my own thing, period. And I just want my own thing. Well, then I had noticed that whenever we would post about our podcast, none of them would support it. But then she decided to have her own podcast and everybody was supporting it. And I'm sitting here like, you have a podcast about how wonderful you think you are. I have a podcast where I'm trying to raise awareness on specific crimes that happen against people that everybody overlooks, but you're choosing to promote the girl that is a narcissist. Cool. You know, um, I've, I know that feeling. Trust me. I I have a lot of that. Yeah. (laughs) It pisses me off going back to the whole, my own family won't help me promote my podcast, but they'll be happy to promote a narcissist. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) it's infuriating it is it is it's very much so but luckily hopefully we've all learned a lesson here today and maybe we taught others a lesson hopefully that's really the goal is to teach others a lesson Mm -hmm. and say hey look uh be careful what you post uh reciprocate when people are being nice online reciprocate Mm -hmm. just reciprocate in some way you know maybe mirror what they do that's usually the best way to go about it just mirror what they've done I if, like that mirror what they do. That's if they very, shared your story, if they shared your post on a story, shared their post on a story. If they, yeah. you know, if they took the time out to actually quote tweet you and say something about your podcast, maybe you should do so, do the same, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. try, you don't have, you're not obligated. That's another thing we learned. We're not obligated to listen to everybody's show. You can, yeah. but you can try them. Just go ahead and try them. You oh, might yeah. like them. Yeah. And that way you yeah, can give sure. an honest opinion when asked, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, don't, don't turn back time with share. Don't do that. And, <laughs> and, uh, we, we've had enough of that and make sure you just keep reading and watching things basically. Yeah. How's that sound? Yep. I Great. like that. And if it's Good. Instagram, make sure that you reach out to mom and D and say, this is how you can retweet someone's story or redo someone's story because it took me way too long to figure out how to do that. So everybody was oh, yeah, like, I can tell you right me. now, you have to be tagged in a story to be able to retweet it or re, re restore it or you want to call. Oh, That's really? Yeah. yeah. So what am I doing it. then? I, I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> That's for another, that's another conversation. <laughs> so for Mama D from Petals of Support and Courtney from Nefarious Nightmare, it's me, Dustin, and we're saying goodbye. Hope you be safe online, everyone. Bye. Bye.